Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first edition of the Dink Podcast. I'm here with my friends over here. My name is Carmine. My co-host's name is Greg. We have two lovely producers in the back named Dan and Chris. And uh, we're just going to do a quick little introduction. I want to let my friend Greg uh, have the first couple words here. Yes. Hey, how are you guys? Uh, this is Greg speaking here. Um, huge sports fans. Um, this is the basically the point of the podcast, just to go over our uh, intake on sports, um, some of how we're feeling about it, and um, leave it up for discussion, get into some heated arguments. Um, Carmine, uh, you know, huge, myself and Carmine are huge uh, football fans. Uh, being a Jeff fan, it was a little bit of a tough season for myself, um, but I definitely am looking forward to some baseball coming up in the up-and-coming months. Uh, Carmine, why don't you give a little bit about yourself, and then we'll pass it off to the producers here. Yes, thank you, Greg. <clears throat> I agree with the with it being a tough football season because, as you know, I'm a Dolphins fan, and they're uh, you know they're perennial eight and eight team every single year. Yeah, being eight and eight doesn't. They're just the you know done. stuck in mm-hmm. stuck in that hamster wheel. You know, it keeps going in the wheel, and nothing's really happening. But yeah, but other than the Dolphins, like you said, I'm a big Yankees fan. That's my number one team by far. I'm also a New York Rangers fan. We're talking about hockey and. The sad New York Knicks when we're talking about basketball. Yeah, I mean, being a Knicks fan is tough. Now, really quick, just to get into it, I know you just mentioned the Knicks. What do you think, you know, um, they're winning and losing? Um, you know, do you think they go from, from anybody from Duke? Like, what do you think? I think at this point, the plan would be to play the young guys on the team, let them develop. Try. You really don't, at the end of the day, you really don't want to win games, especially when you know there's generational talents like a Zion Williamson or an R.J. Barrett that are going to be available. When you, when guys like that are definitely going to be available, sometimes it kind of does behoove you to lose some games. Absolutely. you got to give the head coach, David, a good, um, you know, some credit there. I mean, he's doing a really good job keeping them motivated. Would you agree? I agree. I think that was a great hire from, from day one. He knows how to work with the young players, and I think he's the perfect guy to help develop, you know, an Alonzo Trier, a Mitchell Robinson, a Kristaps Porzingis, and I think he's perfect. Absolutely. Now, you're big, obviously a bigger uh, Knicks fan than myself. Uh, Porzingis, when is he projected to come back? They just actually released a medical update a few days ago saying that he's on target, he looks pretty good, and they're going to reevaluate him in about a month in mid-February. You think he should play this year or hold him off? Th- that's, I think that's a great question because I can see the pros and cons to both sides. Say you're a free agent like Kevin Durant, you might want to see Kristaps Porzingis come back and play at a high level before signing with a team like that. That's understandable. Yeah, I agree. But you also don't want to risk him getting re-injured. Exactly. Re-injured exactly. again. Exactly. Now uh, that's a good segue into our, um, you know, our producers to introduce themselves um, for the first time here. We got Chris um, and then also Dan. Uh, first off, we'll, we'll give it off to uh, Chris really quick. Would you mind introducing yourself to the people? How you doing, guys? My name is Chris. I grew up, unfortunately, a as well, even though I'm a big Knicks, even though I'm a big uh, sports fan, fortunately, uh, growing up, my teams didn't do so great. I am a Knicks, Mets, Jets, and Rangers fan. Uh, very passionate about sports, and uh, you know, very excited to do the podcast. Hello, everyone. My name is Dan, also known as Khalif. I, uh, I too, am a Mets fan. I've suffered myself for a few years, of course, but hopefully things are looking up for uh, for a good year. Uh, definitely a big Knicks fan as well. Again, we're always looking up on that organization, but sometimes looking down too often. 
I'm uh, I'm additionally a, a huge, huge Giants fan. That that's always the first place in my heart when it comes to sports. Um, I definitely enjoyed watching my rookie Saquon this year. That was always fun. However, the team did miss the playoffs as usual. The last couple of years have been a little tough. But I think that the future is definitely there for us, and uh, I think that uh, things are looking up. Hopefully, quarterback situation's fixed, and uh, that could definitely lead into our our, our our football conversation here. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, you're just speaking about the Giants. Now, Carmine, we got some big games coming up this uh, Week 17 in the NFL season, uh, season here. Um, biggest one to me, especially with the Steelers losing today, Steelers at Bengals. I can definitely see that meaning a lot, but with the way the Steelers have played over the last couple of weeks, they are now they took the they took fate or destiny out of their own hands. Now they're going to need help from a team like the Cleveland Browns in order to get into the playoffs. And speaking about the Browns, you know, really, really, really um, great season from Baker. I mean, you couldn't ask for much more out of that organization, right? Absolutely. Honestly, it's been a long time since I've seen a rookie quarterback put up the numbers that this kid's putting up. I mean, we had a, you know, as a, as a sports fan here, you got to be blessed with the, the class of rookie quarterbacks coming out. you got Donald uh, with the Jets, which I, I was very impressed with. I think uh, Chris could actually speak on that as a little bit more. Um, but he, he, he was a really good addition. I think that they made the right pick, you know, going from the Jets, um, picking him, and then the Giants obviously picking second, picking Saquon. That was a big controversy. But I, I kind of like what they did, both teams. How do you feel about that? Um, yeah, I mean, the Giants went for uh, to win now, and I completely understand that. They definitely do have the talent on their team. But, I mean, you know, looking, toward, looking towards the future, I'm a guy that believes that the quarterback is by far the most important position in the league, seeing that as uh, my team has uh, struggled a lot because we didn't have one basically my entire existence. So, yeah, but I'm very impressed. But I hope, hopefully it changed with uh, Darnold because I've been very impressed with what he's done this Yeah, they could so definitely uh, build, build around him now. Um, and then also one of the biggest, I think, I think he was 4-1 as a starter, if I'm not correct, uh, Lamar Jackson, right, coming out of uh, Baltimore. So uh, I, th I really liked what he was doing out there. You know, he's leading them to the playoffs. Um, so, I mean, your take on him, how, how do you feel about him? Well, yeah, like you said, I think this is a this is a very interesting rookie quarterback class. I was watching the games earlier today, and I think it was Tom Brenneman, the announcer, he said that there has been eight rookie quarterbacks that have started games already this year. Could you believe that? Eight. Wow. Eight. And and uh, I was watching the jet game, just peeped into that really quick, and then I seen, you know, they were talking about who they would buy into right now and who they would maybe, you know, sell as... You know, stock projected there. Uh, they said that they would buy in on Donald, they would buy in on Jackson, and they would buy in on Baker. Pass on Rosen um, right now. How do you think, based off of you know what he's got or the tools? How do you how do you feel about passing on Rosen? I think when it comes to a lot of these guys, it's about the co the coach that you get to set up with them. When if you can put the right coach to get into Donald's head and pick at him. I think he's going to be a really good quarterback. And it goes the same for Josh Rosen and even Josh Allen. They have talent. But I think you need to have the right offensive-minded head coach to influence them to have the career they need to have. Now, really quick, touching on uh, Josh Rosen out of Arizona. He was playing uh, – you know, he obviously showed his toughness, you know, coming out uh, for the first few games of the season. 
coming down to the wire, they're three and twelve coming out of today. Should you think you know he should have played today, or maybe stop playing, maybe like the week before? What do you what do you feel on that? Honestly, I think he probably should have sat a little bit earlier on in the season and watched a couple more games in the beginning, and then he would have been ready for something to play a little bit more now. But they have no talent on that team. They had, I think they signed Sam Bradford in the offseason. That didn't work out. So he was really pushed into the fire. It's a tough situation. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like what they did by playing him. I think that even Donald starting could have been a little bit, you know, too soon. But um, I like what Baltimore did with Jackson there, you know, watching Flacco. Unfortunately, he got injured. So, I mean, best-case scenario for Jackson, you know, he got the chance to play. But um, he did get to see Flacco get a few snaps in, see some live-action games. So I, I like what they're doing, and you could see that, you know, being him as a starter, I believe he was 4-1. I, I like what they're doing there. I mean, they have to be, you know, somebody, a team right now that's, Probably gonna be making a push for you, the Super Bowl. You don't want to play them. That's the team you don't want to play. With the defense, defense, you yeah. Don't play them. You don't want to play that. Team. I mean, the defense is scary. I mean, especially um, playing on the road and they're doing what they're doing. They're, they're definitely playing pretty well. Um, how many how many sacks did they have the last two weeks? I mean, they. That's a well coached team. They're a good team. And Still got guys like Terrell Suggs hanging around making plays. That's a good team. And they also um, came out in the news. I believe it was this morning that Harborough was. Uh, free for next year. They're going to make sure they keep them They're on They're going to make that. sure they extend them at some point, yeah. And they also said that, um, which was interesting to me, that Flacco, they are going to be trading him. However, they're going to give him a choice. That That's respect, in my opinion. I like that. Yes, yes. Actually, I, another thing I was saying, I was listening to the Ravens game. Um, what was it? That was Thursday night or Saturday night, the Ravens game. And the announcer was talking about how Joe Flacco and Coach Harbaugh played 18 holes in the offseason right after they drafted Lamar Jackson. And they wanted to discuss, you know, you just took someone that plays my position in the first round. You know what that means. That means you're going to lose your job eventually. You have to discuss it. it. Yeah. You have to talk about it. Exactly. They did it very professionally. I, I, I like the way they gave him the treatment. You know, they gave him kind of like a white glove treatment. Um, professional for, for Flacco to do that on his end. Somebody else that was very professional today was Aaron Rodgers. You know, he had the opportunity to sit out. He decided to be a leader and go out there. That's all you could ask for as a, you know, senior quarterback, you know, doing the right job for the young rookies, doing the job for the players. So um, they definitely, and they came back and won. They were down 14 nothing. I agree you know, with that. You can't knock that. On the road. And that was their first uh, road win of the season. Um, Aaron Rodgers just played out of his mind today. I mean, I think he, he had, had a little help from the refs, but yeah, he played, he played yeah, a good game. Well, <laughs> I mean, a lot of the, uh, the big name players get some help. But, um, you know, he, he had over 400 yards throwing, two rushing touchdowns, uh, actually one rushing touchdown and one two-point conversion running in. Um, he just put the team on his back. I mean, that's what you that's all you could ask for in a, uh, in a quarterback. Chris, you watched that game, right? What do you have to say about it? Yeah, you know, uh, it was a very good game. I mean, it was one of the most enjoyable games I've watched this season, you know, especially considering, you know, I've watched almost every Jet game, you know. But, uh, you know, both quarterbacks went out, and I thought the real surprise for me was how well Sam Darnold played, especially against a quarterback as great as Aaron Rodgers. Oh, absolutely. And uh, being a Jet fan, you know that Sam Darnold uh, looked up to Aaron Rodgers for most of his career. Um, I know that they did exchange a few text messages in the offseason, 
uh, when he did get drafted to the Jets. But that was really it. I mean, they didn't really get to meet each other. So um, another guy that had over 300 yards, two touchdowns, and no interceptions. Um, so he really played really, really well. Uh, I was impressed with that. Now, um, going on to another one of the New York teams, the Giants had a big lead coming into today as well. I believe it was 14 nothing there as well. Um, and they wound up losing one point um, to the Indianapolis Colts. Now, Dan, um, how did you feel about that loss overall? Was it a good loss? I mean, how did you feel about that? Yeah, we're at the point of the season where it's 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 mostly all about picks at this point. So it's it's definitely not a it's a it's definitely not something that hurts. But at this point of the season, you you don't want to you don't want to see your team lose, but you also don't want to see your team win. So at the end of the day, it's good to see Andrew Luck playing good football this year. I think he had a great year. Um, and uh, I actually I'm rooting for them next week as I had the pleasure of having him on my fantasy team all year, and he it was a fun ride. Uh, however, on the case of the Giants, yeah, I get there. The, the the losing hurts, but the winning doesn't feel any better at this point in the year, so it's, it's definitely not a tough loss. Now, uh, you t- you touched on Andrew Luck really quick. Carmine, uh, MVP candidate for sure, or ha- how do you feel about that conversation? I think he has to be in the discussion just because he's been out for so long and nobody thought he was going to be able to come back and play at this high of a level. Maybe a comeback player? I can definitely see him getting that award because he come back. He came back from some serious arm injuries that most people don't come back from, and he's still making throws that we're used to. Aaron, I mean, Andrew Luck making big time throws. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I definitely agree. Um, you you gotta argue that Patrick Mahomes gotta be in, the, in that conversation as well. I mean, the kid is just unreal for a second second year uh, in the NFL playing out of his mind I mean he's just so aware of what's going on in in the game that it's it's hard to overpass him I mean who who else could be I mean obviously Drew Brees over there in New Orleans is doing really really well job over there um however if it was up to me I would have to go with Mahomes I think I mean he's leading his team right now into the playoff spot I mean obviously in the situation that they're in for next week um they could be really really good um, they've got their Oakland Raiders at home, you know, for the um, 12 and 4 record that they're hoping they get. So um, I, I gotta say that Patrick Mahomes is my number one uh, MVP candidate this year. I, I, you won't get an argument there from me because when someone's gonna throw close to 50 touchdowns in, well, he's not considered a rookie, but what it really is his rookie season. It's hard to argue that, and I know Drew Brees is having one of the best years of his career, but this is not a lifetime achievement award. And we can't give it to him just because he hasn't gotten an MVP award yet. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the stats of Patrick Mahomes, the, the kid has over 4,500 yards, 45 touchdowns, and 11 interceptions. Must watch TV. Uh, and, and he's electric. I mean, he's electric. He, 100%. If you watched last year, the Kansas City Chiefs were not this electric without him. Um, and, and being a fantasy owner, you know, I was nervous to um, bring on Tyreek Hill. Wasn't sure how... Mahomes was going to perform for us and uh, could not be happier what was going on there. I, I really w- was excited to see such good energy, especially Andy Reid. I mean, he he struggled a little bit in the playoffs, so I'm interested in seeing that. Now, uh, to, in your opinion, are they the favorite to win the uh, Super Bowl? This is, I, I you know, me being a Dolphins guy, I can't root for the Patriots. So I, I always look for how are we going to get the Patriots eliminated? 
and Tom Brady hasn't had to play, hasn't had to win a playoff game on the road in over 10 years now. So if we can force Tom Brady to go travel to Kansas City and play a road playoff game, I think that's a recipe for, for success for the people that want the Patriots out of here. Speaking of the Patriots, this is one of those years where it's, it's different this year. Something, something, something's not right there. Is, is that what you're seeing? I'm always hesitant to say that because being in that division, you see the way that they play year in and year out. They have a couple of lulls during the season. But it does seem like the main guys, like the Gronkowskis and the Bradys of the world, have lost a step or two. It does. Do they just look bored? It's hard to say that when they have a coach like Belichick. He really doesn't allow stuff like that. He's going to keep He's gonna keep make sure you guys are on top of the game. Yeah, I mean, we definitely have to touch on um, the Patriots winning their 10th uh, division in, in a row. I mean, that that's special. I mean, obviously it hurts m- me being a Jeff fan, but you got to give credit where credit's due. Um, Brady just doesn't look like he lost a step. I mean, they don't look at the same Patriots. However, you know... You don't want to play them. You don't want to play them. Especially I mean, in Foxborough. That's scary. That's a scary thought. I mean, playoff football is definitely different. Obviously, the Giant fans in the room could speak on that behalf. Um, coming in, you know, their magical run in the playoffs and then eventually beating the uh, Patriots tw- uh, both both years. Um, I definitely think that the Patriots are going to be tough. I mean, yeah. you got to obviously respect what Kansas City is doing, but you got to keep make sure that you keep the Patriots in the back burners. I agree. And I also I wouldn't sleep on the Ravens or the Chargers just yet because I think those two teams have the talent to make a run come playoff time. I mean, I know we spoke about the Ravens a little bit, but their defense is just unreal. Yes. I mean, it's what they're doing is just incredible. Eventually, Lamar Jackson's going to have to make a couple big-time throws. That might be tested in the playoffs. Yep. yep. I mean, uh, they got a big game this weekend. Uh, I guess we'll see what happens with them. But, um, you know, speaking of this weekend coming up, the Week 17, we got a few good games to touch on. Um, how do you feel about the defending champion, Phillies? I mean, Philadelphia Eagles looking – they're still alive. They got some big Nick energy right now. They're playing, <laughs> some, they're playing some good football. Nick Foles on the team, man. What do you think? Say, Nick, I mean, um, watching the post game today, very emotional. Uh, he looked like it could be his last – Last two raw home game for um for them. So I mean, I happen to like him. I think that he's a stand up guy. I I'm just worried that they don't bring him back next season. I think he's probably gonna wind up going to start for another organization next season. You think he's a starter? I think if he p- p- continues to play it the way he's playing right now, when you only have guys like him, Teddy Bridgewater, Joe Flacco, maybe a Blake Bortles or an Eli Manning available, I think yeah, he's gonna be a starter. I I agree with it. I mean, I feel like that he could maybe start the season and have somebody else back him up. Maybe go to Arizona. I it's mean, possible. that I I I don't know how you feel about that, but maybe go over there, teach Rosen a little bit. Maybe go over even to Buffalo and and teach those young guys a little bit over there. Uh, I don't know if he'll be the starter though. After like maybe like the first five weeks, I don't think after the week five he'll be the starter. It's yeah. I, I heard a lot of people say because of the way. He's played outside of the Eagles organization that they have a hard time believing that he's going to succeed once he leaves the Eagles because most of his success has come with the Eagles, obviously. Yeah, and I mean, um, obviously the Eagles going down to Washington, huge game for them. What do you think outcome-wise? How do you think that, that it sends up there? I definitely like the Eagles' chances in that game because of the the banged-up Redskins. They're, they're just as banged up, banged up as my Dolphins team, which is really, really banged up. 
So it's hard to win this time of the year when you don't have your big-time players out there. Speaking of big-time players, you got to look at Minnesota. That was an electric offense starting the season. They don't look the same. I got to be honest, they don't look the same within offense. Um, defense was okay today. I mean, but overall, I, I'm not bought in on them. I don't know how you feel about it. I'm not really bought in. Um, but that's the. What do you think? I mean, that was a team that was one of the top three favorites to win the Super Bowl on opening day. So they definitely haven't overwhelmed anybody. That's for sure. Speaking about favorites, I mean, uh, obviously they they weren't really too much impressing me, but. Um, you know, speaking about favorites, the Bears, obviously um, a big shock coming out of uh, of the North there. Uh, I actually picked them. I actually made a, a side bet with, with one of my colleagues to win the division. They actually won the division, and they're a scary team in, in the North. You know, they're definitely scary. Uh, what do you think about that there? I actually I don't think it's crazy to say that the Bears are going to be the team to come out of the NFC especially with the way that the Saints and the Rams have looked recently. I agree. I mean, I definitely think that they could manage um, to get to Super Bowl. I mean, they're playing with really good energy. They have the exact type of young offensive head coach that the, that like the Jets need, the Bills need to, to, to coach a Sam Darnold type of player. You could see Mitch Trubisky going into the Superdome and winning that game. With that defense and that coach, I think it's possible. I think it, I, w I wouldn't bet on them, but I think it's possible. So, um, you know, you spoke about head coach. I am a huge believer in starting something new. Uh, I really like what the Bears did. I really like what the Rams did. Um, reports came out today that the Jets will be looking at Michigan's uh, head coach, uh, John Harbaugh. So, um, Jim. Jim, excuse me, Jim Harbaugh. Um, so how do you feel about the transition? Maybe Chris could maybe speak on it a little bit better. Going from college ball, first off, going from the NFL to college and back to the NFL, as Jeff fan, how would you feel about him coming on board with us, especially working with uh, Sam Donald? I'm a little questionable about that, uh, basically based on what happened towards the end of his last NFL tenure. Um, when he was, you know, with the 49ers, obviously, I mean, he does have that championship uh, pedigree. He made it to the Super Bowl. But, uh, you know, towards the end, things got a lot of, he got really hectic. He, you know, was fighting with the owner and, you know, with the players and all that other stuff. And and, and he definitely um, worked with Colin Kaepernick pretty well. So, th to my uh, view, I mean, having Donald with him, it could be uh, something that we, it could be a positive However, you did mention up that negative, um, negative part of what he does, and that was disagreeing with the owners. Um, I I wouldn't be opposed to him. Maybe Mike McCarthy could be another one. Um, I've got some mixed reviews. Uh, I was reading some Twitter news saying that he didn't do it with Aaron Rodgers. He did have a very good record with them. However, it could be a questionable call. Yeah, you know, I, I, uh, I'm not really a big fan of Mike McCarthy. I really do think he was uh, more uh, it was more Aaron Rodgers, in my opinion. I'm not really a big fan of what he does. I'm, I would be more in favor of uh, Jim Harbaugh. But, uh, yeah, also going back to the Jim Harbaugh thing, uh, he, you know, another thing I did see, though, which does make me more optimistic about, you know, him being potentially the head coach of the Jets next year is that, um, you know, when he went to Michigan – you know, he, he seemed a lot more relaxed. He seemed a lot more driven. 
And again, he was faced with uh, adversity towards the beginning of the college season, and he did wind up bouncing back and make Michigan one of the top teams in the country. So, you know, whatever happens, happens. But uh, I'm a very big fan. Of, I I would be optimistic about Jim. Harbaugh. If, if you had a chance to get either Harbaugh, I would uh, I would run on that. I just don't see Jim leaving Michigan. But if if you want to talk about if we want to talk about who is the who is the go-to guy if you want to go get a college coach? It's very simple. It's Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma. Very simple. Yeah, I mean, uh, Lincoln obviously showed himself over there, coach right? Mayfield, Coach and Murray. Uh, having that young team on it, you know, having those young guys, definitely, uh, I got to agree. He's going to in the NFL next year. He should. I mean. I'd like to see him coach Baker Mayfield again with the Browns. Uh, I think based off of the chemistry that Baker has with his head coach right now, I don't think that they get you know, mess that up. I That's mean, definitely, definitely possible. I, I can't argue that. I think Todd Bowles, unfortunately, is not the Jets' head coach next year. No. Um, I think it, what he did with Arizona being the defensive coordinator was special. I think he's going to go back to that. You think watch out, watch out for the Miami Dolphins. They might be a team that could bring him as the defensive coordinator. How did you feel about that, though? As a defensive coordinator, I have no problem with that. <sighs> I think once being a head coach, he doesn't want to get demoted. You know, kind of like a Rex Ryan situation. I don't know if he would want to do that. I think he might take an interview or two for a head coaching job, but he's going to find out that he's going to have to accept uh, being a DC. Uh, I mean, I agree. I mean, I think his strong point, uh, watching him over the last couple of years, that he was way better as a defense. I think the Jets had to do a better job of drafting um, this up-and-coming season. But um, overall, I, I think that he should, you know, consider that defensive coordinator position. But... We'll see. We'll see what goes there. Yeah, and uh, I, I know it's a long shot. I wouldn't even rule him out being the defensive coordinator. The maybe the Jets. Maybe I mean. Nah, I, I got that. I Come I, on. I know. I know. It seems like a long, but you know, he really gets along with the players. And you've seen the couple games when uh, the defensive coordinator Casey Rogers was out, and he was in control of the defense. The defense looked a lot more upbeat. They were getting a lot more turnovers. They played overall better as a collective unit. So I mean, again, it's a long shot, but you know. I mean, I doubt that that would happen. I like the chemistry that he has with the defense, but I doubt that that would happen. Um, being Christmas next uh, tomorrow and then obviously Christmas Day on uh, Tuesday, favorite Christmas movie? What do you think, Carmine? Oh, that's a great question. You can never go wrong with a Christmas story. You can never go wrong with any of those old school claymation, you know, a year without a Santa Claus, Rudolph's, all that good stuff. You know, can't go wrong with that. Favorite one for me is Polar Express. But, I mean, it's a lot of controversy, but I kind of like what they're doing there. I like um, the movie overall. I think that they have a good soundtrack. Oh, Josh Groban's the best. Fantastic. I'm a big fan of that movie as well, but also I'm aware that our our main producer has a very hot take when it comes to that. And there's a lot of uh, controversy in and, his and mind. This is going to lead us into our very first original segment for our Dink podcast, which is going to be called Cleef's Corner. Cleef, welcome. Take it away, Cleef. Thank you, Carmine. And, uh, yeah, the Polar Express definitely uh, strikes a nerve on my body, and it's definitely been a recent, this Christmas season, I managed to watch it about three to four times, just for, every time I watch this movie, I, I find something new that that has managed to anger me and upset me for, for a few different reasons. Greg, do you understand that, this this movie is is definitely not in, in favor for children, and, and I can't see how it could be. And I'll give you three, four main reasons why. Number one, in the back of the train car, I can't see why there's uh, 
marionettes. I think that's a little frightening for children. That's a little scary, and that's definitely an uncomfortable scene. I, I think they were going for the the misfits, like the like Carly mentioned, the earlier Christmas uh, it, movies. It's a movie all about love and happiness and believing, but then again, you're going to go ahead and put something that's going to make a child uncomfortable. I don't. I, sense. I think it had more to just like that, uh, like something like what Disney does and putting hidden messages in there. I could be wrong. It's my opinion, but um, I think it had something to do with that, like the back of the train misfits. Uh, kind of thing. I don't agree with it, but th- I think that's what they were trying to touch on. Another big thing that hits me is why is a little boy having no problem getting on a tr- random stranger's train? Ah, you're thinking too much into it. Come on. The third thinking- thing that really gets me is during the scene, in the, the the lake breaks and on the train tends to sink. Can't figure out how they get back after they that. They take a different route. But no different uh, routes to the North Pole. One way only. Wait, wait, wait. But let's, let's go back. Let's go back really quick. So you said. The no, the number two is why a little a little boy would get on a random train. It's probably a dream. As a child, I'm being taught don't talk to strangers. Yeah, but it's a dream. Don't you're, get you're on the candy too, truck. You're thinking too much into it. Come on, come on, like really, like. Come and, on. and then the final one, which is really my original one. Why are you trying to divert from that though? <laughs> it's a dream. dream. You know, it's a dream. dream. I can't see that. That's not what we're growing up at. How can it not be a dream? I don't it's understand. It's all about believing, and how but can it all be a dream? Uh, if you said. At the end of the movie, it was given underneath the tree. It's impossible. It, it was a dream, okay? And that's the point of it was to believe in Santa Claus, believe in the North Pole. And and, and that was... Speaking of the bell, the parents can't hear the bell. Who the hell do they think was putting a Christmas tree under the presents? Everybody knows that you can only hear the bell if you believe in Santa. But then why don't they believe? Who do you they think is coming into the house on Christmas Eve putting the, the presents underneath the tree? It doesn't make much yeah, sense. You're thinking too much into the movie, man. It's a Christmas movie. And then why they got ghosts floating around the train? I think it's, that makes everyone uncomfortable. Okay, so you're talking about the ghosts. So let's go to the ghosts real quick. So you said that the ghost, uh, it's part of his imagination. And if you, if I, you watch the I movie. I actually read a nice little hot take that said that the ghost was a child on the train. How can the child, how, how does that make sense? Of prior trips. Uh, he died on the train. I'm very confused. But hey, if that's where you read it, that's where you read it. But um. I, I disagree with you. I think that it's probably... It's my favorite Christmas movie. I think that it's the... Um, probably the best one of recent. You don't catch any animated movies like that. Uh, within Christmas. Soundtrack was fantastic. Soundtrack was fantastic. Tom Soundtrack. Hanks played a phenomenal job. I agree. But I also think he was a little creepy as well. How is he creepy? Come on, he's yelling at kids. He's, he's very intimidating. But then at the end of the day, I get he's, he's got a sweetheart. But he just doesn't seem... Like your ideal, lovable guy that's trying to lure kids into a train. Yeah, so uh, you would probably you probably like the Grinch. Sense. That's that's probably more your style. Sounds about right. Yeah. The way that movie is set up, it's just, I would change a lot of things in that movie. The more I watch it, the more it gets me furious. So what would you change? I don't understand I how think the ghost part was completely irrelevant. You could take that segment out. It was part of his imagination. That was the part There's of it. There's so many concepts that just doesn't make sense. It was part of his imagination. That was the whole thing. It was the whole point of his to make the kid believe. And Santa Claus and the whole doesn't Christmas do spirit doesn't do it. For me. I don't understand you. I mean, it, it it's embarrassing that you can't relate to this. Great movie, it really was. It was my. Favorite How can you say it was a great movie but and you would change a hundred things? Well, I don't understand. Because it, I, I, I I don't understand. It doesn't portray the children. It just doesn't make sense. I don't. And then tell me why the elves are scary. They're not Our scary. Elves are supposed to be cute. They're not this scary. the guy that's ugly as hell in that elf. What is that? I gotta pull the picture up. He's ugly. What does that mean that he's ugly? for children. So you're judging what people look like? And then, finally what comes up is the fact that 
Wait, wait, wait. What? Go back to go. No, go back to what you just said. You, you're judging what people. The elves were not something that should be. You're not cute. what they portrayed to be in. Like, I think they were intentionally portrayed to be ugly. Why? Because everything is screwed up with the movie. They didn't want to screw everything up. Something that's so common should be easy. You're making you me sweat, yeah, bro. You're making me I sweat. I watched Rudolph. I know the elves are cute in that movie. What about the misfits there? Yeah, that was the whole controversy you of the be misfits. On that island. Wow. Well. Uh, I finally, <laughs> why, why, uh, the little boy, the last one that they picked up, why is he poor? I don't understand. He's not poor. Oh, he's poor? Everybody knows that. Look what he's wearing. Uh, what he's wearing a dress. They took him out of bed. He was sleeping. The man was sleeping. He's wearing a dress. Doesn't make any sense. Uh, That's just my hot take. I don't agree. Please it was... let us all know if you agree or disagree with who you, who you side with here, but this has been, uh, it's been a long debate. Next time, I'll definitely get into my hatred for Chick-fil-A. Oh Jesus! Here we go. So, um, so now uh, we're uh, we're gonna turn uh, it over. We're gonna turn it over into our final segment of our show here, and uh, that's gonna be our pick of the week. Common enough, everyone usually does football. We're gonna do one pick of the week where it's any broad range of sports, whatever you feel is the best pick of the week. So maybe throw a few dollars on, and maybe a couple pennies, like Greg. Uh, we'll give you. A, we'll each give our lock of the week, and. Uh, We'll definitely, uh, hopefully, get you guys some uh, winnings along the way. And uh, here's Carmine with our first pick of the week. Yes, we're, we'll take it from there. And we are we are big gamblers here at the Dink Podcast. <laughs> we don't we don't hide it. We gamble. We gamble on anything and everything. In New Jersey, in New Jersey, make sure that sports book <laughs> in New yeah, Jersey. You got to you got to you got to keep everything legal. You got to do the right thing. So when we're talking about. Gambling this week, it's a very slow week because of the holiday. So there's not too many games to choose from. So I'm going to take it to the NBA on Tuesday where it's Christmas Day where there's always a full slate of games. And I will give you two games on that one day. I will tell you to take Philadelphia plus four at Boston. Boston has been struggling this year. Philadelphia is healthy and they look like a well-oiled machine right now. I would take them. And I would also take Oklahoma City at Houston who's also playing really, really well lately with Paul George, who looks like one of the best players in the NBA right now against a struggling Rockets team. Yeah, he's he Paul George looks scary, bro. But um Dan, let's give your give your take on that. Yeah, Carmine, I'm actually uh, I'm gonna go against you. I'm actually was gonna take that Houston one and a half actually. Houston's giving you Oklahoma one and a half and I think Houston's catching their stride finally. They're uh, now two games over five hundred. They're six and four in their last ten. And uh James Harden's doing James Harden again. So hopefully uh that's what I. That's my pick of the week for sure. But considering Carmine and I already picked that game, I will definitely give you an extra free one for the week. And that one's going to come in. Uh, uh, come a little NFL for week seventeen, and uh, my pick of the week that day is probably going to be. Uh, it will be the Miami Dolphins at uh, plus three and a half in Buffalo, and uh, that's my pick of the week. All right, Chris, give me yours. Come on, what do you got? <laughs> Give me, you know, give me a we long were, shot, bro. Give me a long shot. You know, we were talking about the, uh, you know, the basketball games on Christmas Day, and you know, I might be a little biased on this. I know you're not supposed to bet in your team, but I gotta go with uh, the New York Knicks. You know, minus ten. They're at home versus Milwaukee. They always do well in those Christmas Day games, and uh, you know, they always play competitive. The last time they versus Milwaukee, they beat them, even though Milwaukee is playing very good, and they're also getting back their young rookie in Alonzo Trier who has been missing, who missed the past couple weeks. So I believe him coming back will also bring a well-needed spark to that lineup. Thanks for getting 10 points, yes. <laughs> All right, so that leaves me. Um, I'm going to kick it to the NFL. 
Um, obviously a huge game down in Tennessee, this um, 8 o'clock game down there next week, week 17. Um, there is no spread on it right now. Uh, I, I wasn't going to even take the spread. I was just going to say the Colts have to win this game. It's a winner in. Um, so I'm going to take the money line Indianapolis Colts to win. That game actually got flexed. So um, it's a huge game for the Colts. I think they win based off of uh, what we spoke about earlier in the show. I'm excited to watch that game as well. Uh, obviously, Andrew Luck has to come up big in that game. So and if Mariota's not playing, it's, it could get ugly. Yeah. I mean, I think that this is their chance to show that they, they really want it. I mean, I think Andrew Luck is probably the healthiest he's been in a long time. So uh, I'm going to take the Colts in, in this in this game. I think that's a good pick, Greg. So uh, I hope everybody enjoyed. Uh, write us, tweet us. Uh, we're going to leave our um, Twitter handles on our uh, description here. I hope you guys enjoyed our first uh, week, and uh, we'll, we'll see you guys next Sunday. Enjoy. Thanks. Take care, guys. Go Johnnies.